And then, well, how have you been, though, first and foremost? I am good. I've been busy, but not complaining. Busy is good, right? Always good, man. I yep. love your hair right now. I'm loving the yeah. look. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's been, what, five, six years? Six years. Yeah, just about that. Yep. Unbelievable, man. Yep. Time flies, right? It's crazy. And now, yep. and now we are colleagues, which is super awesome. Yep. Okay. But when it was just a, you know, a dream, right? Just a dream. And here, no. Yeah. So and proud of you. Thank you, man. In a week, I'm going to take my, my licensure exam. Okay, nice. <laughs> and it'll be completely over now. Yeah, yeah. Lost yeah. that. Well, so you're, you're in Barbados right now, right? Yep. Awesome. So good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to come on Talks with Toss. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, yeah. Good to be here. But I mean, I've always been fascinated with your career. I mean, just watching you grow and even learning about you back in Greece in the International Olympic Academy. Uh, man, from you going to get your master's, from you doing the team physiotherapist stuff, and now you're here opening uh, open up your own practice. Unbelievable. It has been, yeah, a journey, yes. but enjoyable for sure. <laughs> So you know I had to I had to have you come on. I had to have you come on as a guest. <laughs> You're too cool. You're too cool to pass on. <laughs> but we can start with just basic introductions. You can just tell me, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and just what led to where you are today. Um, where should I start? I am a physiotherapist here in Barbados. I always knew I wanted to be in the medical field and um, I think I wanted to be a doctor originally and then I kind of changed my mind from that and I had an idea about physio and physical therapy from sports and that's kind of what led me to go in that direction and I actually did some volunteer hours at the hospital which was a requirement to apply for PT school and then I realized that, you know, there's a lot more to phys physical therapy than just, you know, the aspect of sports. And I was like, okay, well, I think this is something I could do. I see myself doing it. From there, went to Jamaica to study, came back home, worked for a bit, went to do my master's. Um, then after that is when I really started doing um, a lot more international travel with cricket team. And, uh, and then once I finished that, I then felt like I was ready to start my own practice and kind of, you know, be on my own and, and do stuff. And then the opportunity came up for me to move into my own space. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't quite ready. I don't, yeah, I knew um, it's something that I wanted, but I just had to kind of go with it. So here I am in my own practice, private practice, in my own space and everything. So for sure, big girl things. <laughs> yes. but I am enjoying it and I have enjoyed the entire time up till now yeah what an experience man I mean so traveling and and being a physio tell us more about what that all entailed and the sports you were physio for the events you traveled to tell us more about that well so I've done a couple games international games I've been to um CAC games I've been to Pan Am games 
Commonwealth Games. Um, and those games are quite fun, um, but a lot of hard work at the same time because the, the teams can be quite big. And on many occasions, I'd be the only physiotherapist along with a massage therapist and maybe one or two doctors, if so much. Um, so yeah, the, all the work comes down to the physiotherapist doing everything in terms of getting the athletes ready for competition, um, managing them during their competition, and then afterwards getting them ready for the next day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the games can be fun, but also very, um, very toxic. In cricket, I was the physio for the West Indies women's team for just under two years. And on that assignment, I would have been traveling and working with the team over that period. So their, their schedule was like either in a training camp or traveling to compete with some international team. So the team was based in Antigua at the time. So I was living there in Antigua and then basically either in training camp, like I said, or traveling to play England, New Zealand, whoever. Um, so that, again, was quite intense because I was away from home one for, for long periods of time. And like I said, you know, everything, all the work comes, it falls on the physiotherapist. We didn't have a team doctor who was with the team that stayed with the team all the time. So basically anything medical or any injuries everything I had to deal with um yeah wow. so that was a little snippet into that how did how do you manage to keep track of of all the athletes because I'm assuming you know some have more needs than others whether it be yeah. their position if they're starting or if they're a reserve or if they have current injuries right how do you, how do you keep track of all of that um while traveling so basically with the cricket team I guess it was easier because eventually is a is a small team maybe like 15 athletes so eventually you get to know all the players and you understand them what what they need what what's required of them um for the games it might have been a little bit more challenging because the number of athletes are way more athletes and um a lot of them some of them are based overseas some of them live in Barbados so being familiar with all of them is can be a bit challenging but what we would usually do is we would have screening medical screening at least maybe two months out or six weeks before the games or before we travel so that provides the opportunity to actually see meet the athletes um hear what's happening with them any challenges and then kind of start to build that relationship with um the the management team as well as the athletes that are going on whichever going to whichever um, games it is so mm -hmm. um yeah you just have to meet up talk and and try to get as much information from them as possible mm -hmm. when when it came to the games uh how many how many athletes would you say you you had to oversee at one one instance in one one given period I think yeah. most I had CAC games was a pretty big team. We had two physios, but it was about 
I don't want to lie to you. We had, because we had two team sports. We had hockey teams, both male and female. We had rugby teams, male and female. Yeah. Um, so we had, yeah, it was about, I think, 200 athletes. I'm not going to lie to you. We had track athletes. We had, yeah, and two team sports, both male and female. So it was a big contingent. Um, and apart from that, I think, I think Pan Am Games was another big team, at least like 80 athletes or something. Oh my God. Or 50 or something. No, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a, a lot. lot. But the more, only good more thing is that. that. Yeah. The only good thing with the games is that athletes usually come in just before the start of their competition and then they leave kind of after. So you have people coming and going. So they're not always all there at the same time. Yeah. So that's the only good thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's still a lot. <laughs> did it did the the nature of the sport uh, or whatever the position that athlete uh had in that specific sport did that ever change how you approached your screens or how you managed them during play or any anything during the games yeah for sure um the type of sport it is on um yeah definitely influences what is required um what you do with a rugby player is going to be different to what you do, you know, with another athlete. All the strappings, I can think Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so certain, you know, they require a lot more taping and, um, and that kind of stuff. Um, track athletes, they, they need to have their flushes and their massages and they need their stretching and, you know, so different sports, different athletes, you know how to work things yeah based on what they need and did that just kind of came, uh, come with your experience or was that something you focused on in your studies while in school or was it a mixture of both um yeah I think it's a mixture of both because you have an idea from school but then when you're actually on the ground then you know you 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 have to learn quickly and figure out things quickly. Everything might not be as perfect as, you know, what you would have learned in school. Um, but you definitely have to apply, you know, what you've learned based on the situation and, and then maybe tweak, um, tweak whatever, you know, you, what was needed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> man uh, so speaking of like thinking like strappings and ice or massage or whatever the case is that you need for an athlete or all the athletes how how would you prepare when it comes to equipment how do you how do you how do you do it okay <laughs> right. yeah I think I think that was one of the um I wouldn't say nerve-wracking, but it made me nervous for my first tour, you know. Do I have everything? Um, you know, <laughs> what else could, you know, trying to make sure you have everything and you're prepared. But again, that comes with practice and that comes with, you know, playing around with different supplies and different things and you identify what you, what you, you know, want and what you are comfortable using different products different supplies and stuff like that and then there's certain things that you know for sure all right I definitely cannot go anywhere without my this particular muscle rub or you know whatever the case may be yeah. um so initially having a list I'm making a list is so important because in those earlier 
stages you're not really sure you, you know you can you don't have everything in your head so it's best to have things down on paper and you literally go oh, yeah. through and take off and make sure that you have things everything that you need so I used to classify things by um like I would have a little box for cuts and bruises abrasions then you have your medicine box with any painkillers um you know that starts cough and cold and then um the muscle rubs and everything and then you know everything to do with icing these bandages the strapping taping all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so and then after a while you you know you kind of you you get familiar with everything and what you want to use so it, then it comes like what work uh, gosh <laughs> yeah no, let me tell you <laughs> Because I, you know, I have aspirations, not necessarily for entire, uh, entire, like sports teams, but specifically to rugby. But even, even mm -hmm. with that, the things that I've been looking up and like just inquiring from other PTs, other physios, it's a lot. Was like, yeah, it is I'm a lot. About not even rugby fifteens, just rugby sevens. So there's like yeah. twelve people tops. Yeah. <laughs> and and in my mind, it's like woo. Oh yeah gosh yeah things to consider yep um, and then but I'm sure like with trial and error it comes to like okay I didn't really need this type of equipment um I needed way more of this or yes well I plan for like you know you think about the most common injuries or the most common complaints and then yes some random injury that you would never expect happens and you're it's like okay <laughs> yes yes okay. <laughs> yes yeah. and, and so um it's one of the things that you know before I go back home I've been trying to read up on a little bit more but you know there's only so many resources out there before like you said when you're on the ground when you're at the games events um and, and I'm only coming that's when you'll learn yeah I'm only coming from a perspective as as an athlete but things as small as like you said the blisters or abrasions how that can impact those are big yeah, how that can those impact are performance economically. Yep. Because I, I had a blister and I was like, this is just, it's, it's insane. Yep. To distract you from your performance. And when it's fixed, it's like, you're amazing. You're a magician. I, I love you. You're, yes, we need, we need physios. We need, we need medical teams. <laughs> For sure. um, but can you imagine if, if he hadn't had it or he forgot it or, um, it was the wrong type of uh, whatever, like, you know, he got the wrong one. And it's just, it, all of that could just, it could be a whole cascade of events. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but speaking of specific equipment, do you have any, like you, you had mentioned, go-tos, like must-haves anytime I travel, regardless of the sport, regardless of the, the athlete? Um, I would say maybe since doing my instrument assistive soft tissue manipulation course my tool my um my like grassland tool like that for sure has to go like for sure for sure it helps save my hands it works oh, miracles yeah. it's like it has to go it has to be in there <laughs> um maybe my cups my silicone cups as well and then yeah I don't know what else well I know you tape. have you just definitely have to have a tape tapes and stuff you have a brand but yeah i would like say the most for the tape a brand for the tape um 
right now I like dynamic tape. Mm-hmm. Dynamic tape works nice, nice, nice. I know you have yeah. a specific mat table, though. I know you have a specific treatment yes. that yes. I am very oh, jealous the- about, and we need to share yes. this because even ah, my so mentor back this- home, he was he was looking at that like, oh, what a treat it would be to have as a traveling PT. Yes, no, that is also really amazing. That table, because you know, sometimes traveling and stuff is is can be cumbersome with the to lug around with the table, but that one is actually inflatable. It fits into a bag that can literally go on my back or can roll like a like a suitcase. Yeah. And yeah, I love it. Everyone loves it too. So definitely a good investment. Oh for man. Sure. Because I can imagine how cumbersome it is to lo- like lug the treatment table that's only foldable. Yep. And then it's, yep. you're already carrying other stuff in your kit. <laughs> and it's just like one less thing to, to worry about when it comes to time, when it comes to energy, when it comes to travel. Because I'm sure there's, there has probably been some hiccups with traveling with items that big, yep. even with your kit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's only good for packing things in it. Yeah. So when we come back, we would, you know, stuff everything inside. So, yeah. (laughs) But apart from that, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, this table. Who wants to carry the table today? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So (laughs) so with responsibilities, I'm sure it's like either the athletes are helping you or someone else from the medical staff. But it's ultimately still you carrying the the equipment because it's yours. You know, exactly. I mean, I I, I can imagine we're probably the same in that if it's my things and and I don't you know, I want to make sure it's good to go. I'm not going to I'm not going to rely on somebody else to care about my equipment the same way. You can't, no, that's your responsibility <laughs> for sure. Oh my goodness. Also, moving over to a different topic, can you tell us more about how it's been opening up a practice? Because that was since, <laughs> huh? so still very new. Yeah, Um. so I think this, this is, yeah, this story is, crazy too because of covid so i would have started i would have come back to barbados like early um the mid to mid to end of january 2020 and then literally i think i worked for a month and a half before we went into complete lockdown because of covid wow so can you imagine finally taking you know that Yes, oh. finally taking that big leap and starting. Oh your my own. gosh! You're in a month and a half. Things are going well, and then this thing called COVID comes up, which no one knows about. No one knows how long it's gonna last. No one knows what's gonna happen. Yeah. Are we all gonna like what? Are we gonna make it through? Like what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think I use that opportunity to then. Um, yeah, I had to keep going. Like, I had to find a way. So, okay, mm-hmm. we're doing online. Let's do online. I had never done online. Like, I've never done a consultation online in my life. I was like, all right, we can do this because we got we got to find a way to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I actually set up my the same table you we were talking about, and that was my desk, <laughs> and I had my laptop. 
and I had my stuff there and and you know we got through the next month because we were on lockdown for about a month mm-hmm. and then they allowed uh medical people to still um, to reopen the following month and then things kind of improved slowly and, and you know went well um yeah what else can I say the rest of the year has been it was a rough year 2020 you know um just because of COVID and everything that was happening and you know every time you feel like you've got a little ways then it's like you kind of set back again but after a while you know we understood what what was required what it was and then you know people were a little more comfortable going about their business not as usual but you know yeah. still getting back out there and stuff some sort of and then, yeah um yeah like I said the opportunity came up for me to then have my own space entirely because where I was before I was sharing the space amongst like um four other physios and athletic uh, therapists and yeah it was a really good opportunity in a really good location that I could not could really awesome yeah so it was a case of ready or not here you go let's go so um yeah I all I can say is really I don't know I honestly wasn't sure how I was gonna do it what was gonna happen how I was gonna get everything in place but again another big 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 leap of faith Mm -hmm. um and thankfully yeah everything worked out things fell, fell into place I have pretty much everything that I needed to to be able to operate and start just a few little finishing touches here and there that I you know want to get done hopefully by the end of the year but faith over fear that's all I can say that's all I can say okay (laughs) so what would that's truly what it was yeah no but what what would you say is your was your biggest learning curve throughout the process um whether it be just um, as a physio on your own or even on the business side or logistics like equipment and like planning the, the floor plan, what would you say is the biggest? That's a really good question. Um, I think for me personally, I know that. I, I know about physiotherapy. I'm a good physiotherapist. This is my area. I think a lot of people can or as entrepreneurs tend to want to do everything on their own but you have to outsource help in areas that are not your specialty so for me I got someone who was able to help me draft up the plans and everything I mean I I had a good idea of what I wanted and how I wanted the space to be but again in terms of measurements I'm making sure I really maximize use of the space that I had I needed to have someone that would help me you know, put that in place yeah. and to make sure I had um, simple things like colors and, you know, everything coming together as I wanted it to do in my head. Um, and then on the finance side of things, that's another area that I just have, you know, you just have to get help, you know, you can't do everything on your own. And I think recognizing that and actually allowing people to help you in areas that you are not or fair with yeah exactly then that's that's most important and it's kind of hard to do sometimes because then you think about oh that's another expense or Mm -hmm. that is like I could do this myself but then you get overwhelmed with everything and then something ends up falling short so I think it uh, recognizing that early and actually 
asking for help and getting help in those areas is probably the biggest, um, I won't say lesson, but I would advise people to yeah. consider, yeah. Something you would advocate for um, yeah. people who are, who are in your similar situation. Because yeah. you're completely right. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for the programs that you were in, but at least for me personally, they don't necessarily cover business planning or finances in depth at all. And at, not at all. And yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the idea of opening up a business is so daunting and, and things as sim- simple yes. as simple as colors on the wall. <laughs> yes. Simple things. Yep. Like, simple you things. Can, you can't have the capacity for that when it, when you're, you're talking about numbers and you're talking about like location and floor plan and all of that. I'm like, yeah, completely right. It's nothing I'm, I'm an expert at, at all. Um, exactly. And, and I, owe, I, I owe a lot of my success to what others have taught me, not, not yeah. the other way around. And then the things that I've yeah. learned were often hard lessons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but those are good too. Yeah. You have to have those to be able to, you know, to grow and to, to learn. Yeah. Those things have to happen. You have to make mistakes. It's going to happen, but it's about learning from them and making sure that you, you know, take what you need from that mistake and move forward with it for sure. Uh, so at this point, are you still doing, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure you, you were doing an aquatics program for pregnant mothers. Are you still? Yeah, that is my baby. And I mean, when that idea came to me, I don't even know where it came from, but I thought, you know, there's antenatal classes. Mm, been there, done that. Um, where the last facility was at, they, there was a pool. And I thought to myself, you know, in the final stages of pregnancy, it gets so difficult for mothers to move around, to do stuff. Why not get them in a pool? And I just thought to myself, like, why isn't anyone doing this? Like, this is genius. Like, this is, this is great. Like, exactly. you know, we should have exercise for pregnant ladies and, you I know, their final stages. When I saw those videos, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, look at this. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm telling you, they love it. They love it. They love it. It's their time to offload. Mm-hmm. It's their time to be able to free, feel free to move and be able to exercise. Because there's some people that, you know, they're uncomfortable. They're not having the best pregnancy. And then if yeah. they're, you, they've been used to being active and working on exercising before, it, it, it takes a toll on them because they feel like they can't do anything. And then being in the water then allows them to, to, to work out and feel like, yeah. you know, I'm doing something good. And then again, and just relax because just being in the water is, is relaxing. Just getting in the water, you're just, you're being forced to relax. Even if you don't know. want to, like just being in it. Yeah. There's an element of relaxation for sure. So they enjoy it. I enjoy teaching them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing the babies when they come. I enjoy, yeah. And then I forget that part. I just see the videos of of the mamas in the pool. I forget the part part where the babies are actually born. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally like a little community. They get to share their journey through pregnancy, after pregnancy, and just, yeah, I love seeing it, to be honest. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the basics of the program? I I mean, like just simple things, how long, what the focus is. 
Right. So it's a it's a six week program. We have sessions twice a week. Um, I usually it's a half an hour session. Um, I usually incorporate elements of relaxation into and stretching into every session. But generally, the classes are meant to provide a space for them to exercise. And um, we go pretty hard exercising and then we relax at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just share challenges, experiences, share a bit about changes, body changes, what to expect. Um, yeah, that's really what it's all about. That's amazing. I mean, I, I can only imagine, I, of course you have the exercise component, but like you had said, them sharing their journeys, yeah. you, you educating them on simple things on, on the basic changes that they're going to experience. Um, yeah. I mean, I can imagine how much that helps from the, the mental, emotional, yep. their confidence and their preparedness in for delivery and yep. after, I mean, yep goodness I, i'm yes. all about it i love it so much <laughs> thank you and man you know what so uh because the, the program that i was in for pt school um we one of our professors was a huge proponent on aquatic therapy so we mm -hmm. had a bunch of labs for that and i would remember you know you're in the water you're doing your thing but when you get out you you feel gas you are smoked it is yes and so yes. I, they're probably feeling the exact same way of like, I exactly. work that hard because it's resistance from all directions. Yep. <laughs> resistance from all directions. And that's the thing. When you look in, you're like, oh, that's easy. You know, yeah. but when you actually get in and have to work against the resistance of the water. And then you get out. And you yeah. Like, then you get on. Yeah. Whoa. You're like, Whoo. my legs are shot <laughs> yeah 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 yep. I love it sure. amazing stuff love learning about that I mean I could I could literally just talk to you about just that program but we'll you know we'll, we'll keep it there um so outside of everything that you're already doing are there any other projects um in the works I mean I have lots of ideas but for now I just want to settle um at least for the rest of the year just settle <laughs> you know we yeah, made just, it <laughs> oh yeah exactly just take a moment to you know to yeah. to breathe here um before I jump on the next task um yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to start back traveling a little bit more so hopefully I'll you know do a little bit more of that next year um and then yeah work on a few other things next year yeah any uh so speaking of stress and just kind of being able to just calm things down, do you have any tips or go-to routines that help manage stress? Because I can imagine stress, oh, yes. stress levels can yes. run pretty high. <laughs> yes. Um, for me, I bath time, my shower time is like <laughs> top. <laughs> At the end of the day, I have like a shower gel on mornings to give me a boost. <laughs> then I have something else that I use at night to just help me like whoo mellow out come down um I really try to get my sleep especially when I start to feel it in my body like my body is telling me that all right you are doing a lot and you need to like dial, dial back a bit so I try to get in my bed by 10 o'clock for sure mm -hmm. um and then the biggest challenge right now is for me getting back to the gym and exercising 
I have not been in at least a year and a half, which is ridiculous. I know, right? Exactly. You're still I don't know. Good. <laughs> well, thanks. But I am so not where I need to be on that level. And I know that it would definitely help me. Um, so yeah, trying to get back to that and to sticking to my times because I feel so guilty when people come and say, Oh, can I come at this time? And you know, that's my gym time, but then I'm like, I feel so bad to say no. So I have to be a little bit stricter, a little more strict with my time and my hours and just yeah yeah making sure that that time I set aside to do whatever it is for myself is a non-negotiable and I'm sorry but I can't and especially where you're at right now you work so hard yeah exactly I mean school and then going back to school and then doing the travel thing and then working at simultaneously and then opening up a program and you have another you do health and wellness for the work yes and I have another company yes yes yeah yeah there's a lot happening oh my goodness (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) so so all these moving parts like yeah boundaries I can imagine is so so important important yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so having a routine getting enough sleep and listening to your body most importantly most importantly yes because it definitely gives us warning signs we we just oh, tend yes. not to listen sometimes oh, definitely have to listen yep. it's 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 such a battle and it's like for me for me in this this part of my life because it's you know studying training and and just trying to make the most of the time here before I move back to Guam um and I found myself where it's like just keep doing the, oh, do this, add it, add this, do this, all of it. And then I, I start to realize like, oh my gosh, it's impacting my sleep. I'm yes. feeling stressed <laughs> out. Um, uh, my eating habits are so poor. Um, and so when you, when you take a second to realize that and take a step back, it's actually to your benefit to have boundaries, even just for yourself, not for even sure. moving parts, just with yourself, like Tati, you need to like buy this hour, you need to stop studying, stop looking at a screen, go work out or go for a walk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. No, for sure. Water. for sure. For um, sure. But it, it, it impacts everything. My training performance, it impacts my, have the quality of my study. So I can imagine for you, it's the same thing. It, it only translates to your patients. Um, yeah. To, other other things anything anything interacting with people socially yeah yep so man yes very helpful information um and speaking of information is there any resources or any go-tos that have really helped you that you would recommend to people who are interested in this field um i love the british journal of sports medicine art and their resources are always amazing. Um, they have excellent papers, peer-reviewed stuff. Um, I used to read a lot more um, before than now, but um, you know, even just following them on Instagram, things pop up. And you know, when I have the time, I would still click and follow through. But yeah. they have an app where they have the podcast listed on there. They have papers that come up every week. Um, yeah, so that is definitely a very good resource and something that I found I like they useful a, throughout my time. A podcast, yeah, because I know they have yeah. their Instagram and um, 
the app, but yeah, I hadn't thought about their podcast. I love podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Goodness. All right. That's a good one. Write that down too for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. So where can uh, listeners connect with you online? So you could go on my website, that's pops-physio.com or my Instagram is pops underscore physio underscore 246. Either one, the website has links to everything. So either one or just Google pops and (laughs) yeah, you'll find us. Yeah. (laughs) And pops stands for, can can you uh, share what pops stands for? Yeah. So it's physiotherapy and optimal performance services. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so there you can find like little clips of even your your aquatics program yeah your health and wellness business as well for the workplace yeah everything's on the website okay and even some of your your traveling physios fun yes yeah so jealous of but get yes you. no yeah. you're gonna get there <laughs> <laughs> i hope i hope i really you do. will you will um, and last but not least, the most important question, what is your favorite muscle? <laughs> what is my favorite muscle? Oh my gosh. I don't, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What is my favorite muscle? <laughs> it does throw people uh, I love you. Anybody in, in our field or in the healthcare field, I'm like, quick question. What's your favorite muscle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, is it the quads? Hey man, we need the quads. The quads are essential. They work hard. They do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna have to say the quads. The reason why the quads are your yeah, yeah, yeah. The quads, the quads. They are fire. They are fire. They are they fire. fire. <laughs> they the, are fire. Wait, is <laughs> muscle group or a specific quad muscle? Okay. <laughs> why did you do that why <laughs> that's for the whole group the whole group they all fire they all fire <laughs> they do fire at the same time there you go they all fire <laughs> oh my goodness man marita this has been so much fun i really enjoyed yes. talking to you um man i learned a lot and i can't wait to share this with everybody so thanks again. Thank you so much. On. Thank you too. I love it. I'm so <laughs> proud of you again. I know that you're going to do great things. So Thank keep you. going. Good luck in your final exam. Yeah. And yeah, we, I, I, yeah, we should meet up. I don't know how, when or where, but yeah. Wait, let me pause this recording.